You're listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we look at questions and topics that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. Our question today is why reimagine? So over the last few months and then heading into 2021, we are launching this huge vision for us as a church to reimagine life because of Jesus. So we wanted to do a podcast to sort of tell the story of that. How did that come to be? What were some of the conversations like that led to us uh, designing this new vision? Welcome in to Church Unplugged. Welcome into Church Unplugged. I'm Jimmy Cozy, part of the leadership team here at CCC. I've got with me today Joe Coffey, our lead pastor, and then Zach Wyrock and Stacey Donato, who are other members of our leadership team. The question today is why reimagine? So we're in the process of uh, launching this big vision. Uh, we started in September and we will launch it in full in January, but uh, we want to talk about how it came to be. So, uh, Joe, you want to start us? By... Sure. Yeah, I, I think uh, one of the things that people need to know is that uh, in the last uh, 25 years, I guess 27 years since I've been a part—no, 30 years since I've been a part of CCC. Way back in the early 90s, we would do membership classes, and I remember telling the membership class, listen, if you like the church as it is right now, then uh, be prepared because it's going to change. You are buying into a culture of change. Just by you joining this church, you are changing this church. So we have always been a church that was uh, constantly morphing, changing, uh, trying to follow uh, God in, uh, in every way in, in, uh, as our vision and our understanding of how to reach our community and reach the world, what our responsibility was, what we had at our disposal, who we had on staff, what resources we had. So uh, reimagine is just is another iteration of the growth that we have had as uh, kind of an organism uh, in trying to understand uh, what God has been doing in the past, what he's doing right now, and what he wants to do in the future. Uh, the whole process uh, has been remarkable to me. Uh, we started with uh, reading a book called Church Unique, where uh, the author of that book tried to help uh, the reader to figure out exactly what God was doing. And there, were, uh, there was a Venn diagram with uh, three circles, and one circle was the people that you already have in your church. Uh, another circle was the circle of people that are in your community that you feel like God has called you to reach, and the third circle was the, the leadership that God had gathered and their particular heart and passion. And where all those three circles intersect, this author would say, that is what makes your church unique. And the whole process started with trying to, or for us, trying to figure out where God had brought us right now and what made us unique, and then to begin to dream together uh, how to go forward with that. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think anytime you go through change, there's this feeling of, is this an indictment on what mm. came before, right? right? Yeah. Are we changing because what was what preceded was was bad? And sometimes that's probably true. This is not one of those times, right? I, I right. think, if anything, the history and legacy of Christ Community Chapel taught us that maybe we weren't thinking big enough, you know, that that God had done something so incredible here, was doing, is doing something so incredible that um, maybe perhaps uh, he was doing this incredible thing for a reason, that he had gathered all these people, all these resources, all the talent, all the... For, for a reason, and I think leaning into going, okay, God, you've spent almost 40 years building this, 
Right. Mm-hmm. What? Why? What? What are you looking to do? And and I felt like our, our searching point was the legacy and history has been so great. Yeah. Uh, why would God do this unique thing? And you know, it's interesting being an outsider. In, in some ways, like like not having been here for for that forty year run and coming in, it, you know my my feeling is that some people here don't realize how unique this church is. <laughs> the, right. the history of what, what yeah. of yeah. what has happened here is incredible. Not just the growth, although yes, but the open handedness, yeah. the Joe, your relationship with with Pastor Jim, and just so many unique things. And going, man, this doesn't happen very often. When it does happen. We felt like, boy, that's an indication that God really has something big planned. And I think the starting point was saying, what is that thing? What What is that thing that God is doing? And and uh, that that took us down the road towards what became Reimagined. Yeah. Yeah, I well, think, well, coming out of Church Unique, one of the questions that that book asks that I think got all of us excited was basically, what is the what are the things that your church can do yep. that no other church in the history or in the area or, or the future. in the future could do? Right. What are you uniquely wired and what could you do? What are you capable of in God's sovereignty in line with all the other churches that he's put in the kingdom that we can do that nobody else can do? And that was our starting point. Yeah. And I was just thinking back to when we were sitting in rooms and praying and brainstorming and making lists and dreaming that it really was super exciting. It was super exciting to think about the community that we're in and ways, thinking about our community in ways that we never had before and ways that we wanted to be for our city and in order to build bridges and in order to be on mission and to ultimately point people to Jesus. It just was a super exciting time and conversations that um, just really ignited, I think, within all of us, just an excitement for what God has positioned us to be able to do for him and for his glory. Yeah, and we should say, too, you know, that we have four podcast mics, so there's four of us yeah, here, yep. but in those rooms for those meetings were also Todd Iannetta and Mike Howard, yep. and they made huge contributions in a lot of really big ways. And so we talk about how great those conversations yeah. were. It was the the six of us having those conversations, and and they were great. And I think even the... Uh, external nature of reimagine. You're talking about reaching people who are not here, planting churches in neighborhoods that we don't live in, uh, giving money away to global missions. I mean, one of the most exciting things for me was being in a context where you could you could ask, "What is God doing?" You could dream, and and you could have 40 years of track record to believe that the open handedness here at this church was such that that God could do things that would affect all over yeah. because the people of CCC were were just we knew them to be generous we knew them to be right. uh, open handed we knew and that was that was really exciting you know we didn't have yeah. to worry about placing limits on it because people wouldn't be willing to to press on they wouldn't be willing to and I think that was encouraging and when we talk about this being the continuation of what has been in the past, uh, one of the things that is unique about our church is to have uh, Jim College mm-hmm. still on staff, and for our church to only have had two lead pastors in the entire history of our church, and to have Jim be one of the people that is the most excited yeah. about Reimagine and about what can happen. And you'd think of, of anybody, and this is part of the, the open-handedness that Jim has already always had, and that has allowed us to become what we are. But uh, you know, a lot of times, somebody who started a church can uh, could start to say, "Well, I don't like all the changes or whatever." But Jim is just going, "Oh, this is amazing! Yeah. I can't wait to see, and I hope I live long enough to see 
all that uh, our church is going to accomplish because of where God has brought us right now. So that's been cool for me to be the one that uh, sits with the leadership team uh, and dreams and comes up with different uh, ideas and uh, and that has kind of emerged as we imagine. Walk into Jim's office, share with him, have his eyes light up, and uh, be you know completely on board uh, with everything like this. So. That's fun for me. Yeah, and that's a good segue into thinking that while the reimagine process started with us dreaming and wrestling with some questions as a leadership team, it very quickly became a group project that was bigger than us as we would run ideas by uh, Pastor Jim, as we would run ideas by the elders, as we would run ideas by the staff, by focus groups of members, and get great feedback. I mean, things that we didn't realize we had left out or things that we were we didn't realize people were hearing us say that we didn't intend to say, but just great. I mean, there were a lot of times where someone would say, put their finger on something, and I would think, oh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> like That's, exactly, a, that's yeah. a really great point. Uh, I didn't think of that. So, well, the comm- uh, the, we changed. had to drive the comm team crazy yeah, the communication the team. Yeah, so the, I just think yeah. that so many people were involved uh, in this, members, staff, uh, elders, deacons, leaders, uh, that the list would be too long to name, but if it started with us dreaming, it very quickly became a lot of yeah. people speaking into it and sharpening it. And that's one of the reasons why, if you've been through the class, the material is so polished. It is not because of the six people right. who right. were in those initial meetings. It's because of the the, the tens, the if not team. hundreds, Absolutely. of people who spoke into things. Yeah. One of the things that I love about reimagine is just that word, uh, because... Uh, as I've talked about, talked to my neighbors um, about our church, and they ask me what our church is about. Uh, for me to say to them now, uh, our church is about uh, helping people reimagine life because of Jesus. Uh, that invites another question. That is not something that they uh, expect. I like the word reimagine because it helps me to, uh, in my own quiet time with God, to always be asking Him what he wants to change, and what area he uh, to invite him into to start to change uh, who I am and what I am. Uh, to me, uh, so much of Reimagine, uh, at least on the surface, seems like it's outward focused because we have these big goals that uh, to impact our world out there. But the real power of the word and the concept uh, is that it uh, needs to go deep inside of every person, that it has the possibility of, of capturing both discipleship and evangelism as one. And that's what our church has always been about. And now I think it is uh, becoming more and more uh, focused in uh, how we're going to go about it. Yeah, I think we just, we had a lot of conversations about, you know, the word reimagine and, and just the idea that no one changes ever unless their imagination is captured by what could be. You know, you don't start a diet unless you can imagine being healthy or being skinnier. You don't you don't go through a financial counseling program unless you're imagining what it would be like to, to be free yeah, of free. debt right. or to right. right? It, it it never stays in the imagination yeah. or nothing happens, but it always starts there. And and I think uh, there was a spark idea that was just really compelling to us to say to our neighbors 
uh, you know, look, there's gonna there will be work involved in this, but but just for a minute, imagine what it would be like for your family to be healthy. Imagine what it would be like for you to be free of addiction. Imagine what it would be like knowing that if we could tap into that in the variety of ways th- that we have accessible to us, if we could tap into that, then uh, they would be curious, and that curiosity could drive to action. And I think that that was what was so exciting to us, and I think what is exciting to us as we think about our neighbors grabbing hold of that, and our church members grabbing right. hold of, like, who could I be? What could right, we do? Right. How? What drove me crazy, though, is we, we started this now, what, 20 months ago? Yeah. 21 months ago. And uh, it wasn't very long. It was like four months uh into the work on this that I saw the first commercial. Oh, yes. Where was uh, Capital One, reimagined <laughs> banking. I was going, Can, what are you doing? You're stealing our word. And then it started popping up everywhere. And finally, uh, what we what we felt was like we had absol- absolutely tapped into something exactly. that everyone yeah. was, was kind of tapping into and saying that uh, when they say reimagined banking, they're not saying make, make banking imaginary. They were saying, I want you to imagine banking the way it should be, the way it could be. And when we talk about um, what Jesus came to do, Jesus came saying, I want you to, uh, I came to give you abundant life. And what he's inviting us to do right then is to say, imagine what life would be like if it was exactly what it should be, could be. That's what I've come to provide for you. Well, and so. it's, it also blows my mind that all of that dreaming was done without something called COVID on the table. And so then now we've been through everything that 2020 has brought and we're going, oh my goodness, everything absolutely does need to be reimagined. And it just completely affirmed, whether you want to or not. And so again, we just, you know, again, seeing God's hand even on that as we find ourselves here and now and uh, at a place where there's so much that everyone needs to reimagine about their lives because of what we've been through. Including church, we need to reimagine what church Looks yeah, like right. how it we operates, totally. how we interact we with people. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too, you know, some people have asked me why press forward with reimagine in the midst of COVID. Right. What? Why not table it? Wait. You know, I think there are a lot of answers to that. I mean, one is what you just hit on, Stacey. Is it, it there, in some ways this is the best time to reimagine. Another one is let's just be honest. We don't know how long COVID will last, and things like people needing to come to Christ and churches need to be planted, and that stuff needs to happen. But the other thing is that. There's something, I think, biblical about it. And by that, I don't mean like from a proof text, look at this verse. I mean, more like the story of the Bible seems to be that at the most outlandish, inopportune times, God does the biggest things. You know, he comes to Abram, who's an old man, and says, start walking on and make a family. Bad timing. Yeah, he tells Noah to build a boat. It hasn't even rained. (laughs) Really bad timing. Yeah, he he tells Moses, go to Egypt when Egypt is the most powerful country in the world. Look Pharaoh in the eye and say, let my people go. Like the, the story of the Bible is God not waiting till conditions are perfect, exactly. because if yep. he did, you would say, well, conditions were perfect, yeah. right? But but actually, God doing things when conditions are far from perfect, so that when you look back, you say, it wasn't because things had lined up just right, it was because God did something. And I really think, I, you know, I've often daydreamed about what it would be like 10 years from now, 15 years from now, as Reimagine is in full, just full throttle. People are coming to faith, churches are being planted, and to chuckle about we started this whole thing in the midst of a pandemic. Like, who right. would have thought that was the time to launch a vision? So if you're feeling that angst, I get it. I get it. I would just say you're in good company. 
right? Um, for us, I would say as a team and as a staff, it's only grown our dependency on God right. and so many just to a deeper and deeper level, which is exactly where we need to be. And we've said that to each other over and over again. We're like, yeah, we can't do this. This is not going to be our work. This is completely right. the work of God. And so, yeah. Yeah, it's exactly the wrong time to launch it unless, yeah. of course, it's what God wants. Yeah. In, in which, which case, case, exactly the right it's time. It's exactly the right time. Yeah. yeah. And that's what we're counting on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you all is just, as you think about the whole, you know, we can't lay out everything that happens in the reimagined class and all the components of reimagined, but what for you gets you most excited about the next 30 years of this church based on what we've talked about, what we've planned, what's coming? What about reimagined is most exciting for you? Maybe start with you, Joe. Oh, yeah. Hard. <laughs> uh, well, for me, I think it's the, the, the goal to have everybody in a 10-mile radius have a Jesus-following friend. Because there's something about that that hooks in to me. I spend so much of my time uh, in the church, on campus, talking with Christians, meeting with Christians, and to know that uh, we are going to push everyone who is a follower of Jesus in our church, including myself, out into the community to say, you need to be uh, the the Christ-following friend for people who do not yet know Christ. Um, to me, that is, uh, I guess, the most exciting thing, um, that I will, uh, that uh, we are heading out uh, to do something that we know Jesus wants us to do, that Jesus commanded us to do. And if uh, and the more people who do it, I think the more exciting it'll be. I think we'll have people showing up at, uh, at church, people coming into new life, I think that in itself will transform our lives and the lives of the of our neighborhoods, and that's what I'm praying for as I walk around my neighborhood now, is that our neighborhood would be changed because of that. I think for me, it's the scope. You know, I think there are very few things as satisfying in life as being a part of something really big. And, I thought and we had to choose one of the three, something. but no, you're going for the whole scope. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna you narrow go. it down. Okay, <laughs> gonna narrow it down. But I think reimagining that was a way of you saying it's everything. All of it, yeah, like exactly. everything. Yeah, yeah I, I, Jesus juke you, but, but I, I think that's one of the reasons that I personally love church planting because, to to me, some somewhere along the way when I was in Cleveland as a church planter, and then that church looked like it was going to make it, and we started thinking about starting another one, to now running Orchard Neo. There's something to be said for looking, being able to look back at our lives and say there are more gospel-centered churches there than there were when we got to Northeast Ohio, that the scope of that, the feeling that we've not just focused on building our church yeah. and our yeah. right. kingdom right. and our neighborhood, but we've said, no, 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 all over Northeast Ohio in ways that are not advantageous to us, We're not, but the neighborhoods, the communities they're in, to be able to look over Northeast Ohio and say we made a difference not just in Hudson, or the surrounding area, but all over the region, I think is pretty exciting. Oh, man. I'm still struggling to choose. Uh, I think I'll tap into—I mean, there are a number of pieces that are really exciting to me. I think, honestly, square, triangle, triangle, square oh, is, yeah. is something that as— um, if you don't know what that is, you should come to Reimagine class, but hopefully you know what that or is. Or go to our sermon archive. There's go some, to our yeah. sermon archive, right, the Reimagine series. But no, seeing already how that has transformed people's thinking and understanding um, of even just the gospel in general, but also of how everything is made and wired to have a place where you're looking at the way it ought to be, the way, the reality of what it is, our hope, and then the ideal. 
um, has just, it's been exciting to see other people grab onto that and then how I think that tool will really help transform and create a language that will help all of us to keep, keep surrendering parts of our lives over and over um, to just the Lord and to lead others in that too. So, yeah, I think for me, uh, there are two things I can, I can say I'm really excited about. The first um, is just the sense of shared mission and focus. I think that's really, really exciting. Uh, you know, a couple of you, you, you guys, a lot of you played sports too. And like one of the things I loved about playing sports was when you're on a team, you know, you have just this sense of camaraderie and shared mission and focus that comes from like, we exist for this purpose. We want to win. We want to do this. We want to do that. And uh, not that that hasn't existed in the past, but I just feel like that focus has been sharpened through the uh, creation of Reimagine and just this idea that we wake up and come to work every day and our congregation comes to, to church every weekend and we're out in the community thinking, what would it look like to see you know 10,000 people come to Christ within 10 miles of where we are, 60 churches be planted and $30 million be given away. That's really, really, really energizing for me. And then the other is just kind of the, I don't know how to describe it other than to say the sense of the frontier, the kind of idea that we are uh, on the verge of new ground and so that's going to come with challenges, but it's also going to come with exhilaration as we yeah. break new ground and incredible things happen. Those two things, I think, are what uh, sort of stick out for me. Part of for me, too, I guess, uh, since you guys have opened it up to the scope and looking at it as a whole, is I'm the one who has uh, the 30-year history here. And so I've seen a lot of different things happening in our church and a lot of different pieces kind of uh, from the global piece yeah. to the uh, when we multiplied campuses, when we got when we decided we would go bigger than just one church and uh, and all of that. And so for me, and here I am at at sixty one, uh, looking at from now until, uh, and I suppose uh, I will not I will not make it to the thirty year mark. Um, but as far as I get to go, I get to see. Uh, kind of what God has been preparing us for, and all the pieces kind of falling into place uh, in a powerful way uh, that um, that I didn't know at the time. You know, 15 years ago when we uh, introduced World Changers or we introduced another part of the of what our church was going to be about, uh, I didn't know it was heading toward this. Uh, but for these next 30 years to be the kind of the, to be able to bear the fruit of the work of the last 30 years um, just is absolutely thrilling to me. And I can't wait to see uh, what the church is going to be like and what we're going to be able to do in the next five and 10 years as we get more and more into this vision. You've been listening to Church Unplugged, the podcast of Christ Community Chapel. In each episode, we're going to look at topics and questions that are related to our faith in Jesus and to the way that it plays out in everyday life. We want your feedback. We want your suggestions. If you've got ideas or questions that you'd like to hear answered on the show, you can email us at churchunplugged at ccchapel.com. We would love to hear from you. Thanks for listening.